Welcome to the 7 Generation Podcast, where we discuss society's pressing issues, popular culture, health and wellness, and of course my favorite hobby, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, among other things. So I hope you enjoy this episode, and if you do, feel free to share our podcast with your friends. This is episode two of the 7th Generation Podcast, and today we're going to talk about uh, my hobby, my favorite hobby, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. I have been training Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu for about 15 years, a little over 15 years, and I am a black belt, earned my black belt back in, I believe, 2016. Um, I am currently under Kleber Luciano, Kleber BJJ, so a big shout out to Kleber Jiu-Jitsu. My main coach is Steve Redlion, uh, who's also a black belt under um, Kleber as well. A couple of years ago, I started uh, teaching my own classes at uh, John Cho's Kung Fu School and about a year ago I opened up my own small, very very small uh, BJJ Academy and the name of my Academy is 7th Generation Jiu Jitsu and Fitness of course our podcast is named 7th Generation uh, 7th Generation Podcast so just going to build on this brand that uh I've been working on for a little while now. Um, As of right now, unfortunately, our gym has been shut down uh, going on six days now. Our last training session was Wednesday of last week and uh, because of COVID-19, the coronavirus, we're in shelter in place mode, so no training jiu-jitsu, which really, really sucks because uh, if you're a BJJ practitioner, you know how important it is for us to train weekly, and it's such an important part of our lives that to be experiencing something like this right now is pretty tough. So... For all of those BJJ um, folks out there, uh, let's just stay strong, let's stay together, and hopefully when this is all over, uh, we'll be able to come back and train and do the things that we do. But until then, um, we're just going to have to find other ways to stay in shape, and um, some of the things that I'm doing is doing some body weight workouts with my buddy Dave. We've been live streaming those on Instagram. So if you want to check out the Instagram, it's seven, the number seven, T-H underscore G-E-N underscore B-J-J. Again, the number seven, T-H underscore G-E-N underscore B-J-J. 
So with this virus, who knows um, how this is going to affect uh, the BJJ community. I know that uh, most of the gyms here in the Valley are fairly small and we have a couple of big gyms, but they're fairly small and they're um, owned by uh, individuals who I'm assuming uh, don't have a lot of capital, people like myself. Um, you know, I always try to keep my, my overhead low so that way I could keep uh, the cost of tuition low. So I feel like I'm in a pretty good position. I also have a full-time job and I run my BJJ Academy really mostly as a hobby as opposed to a money maker. Not that I'm opposed to making money, but that really was not the point of opening up my gym. I just love BJJ and I just love to train. Just wanted to have some fun people to, to train with. And uh, I mean, I'm getting older, um, closer to 50 than I am to, to 40 now. So I'm more interested in teaching as, a, as opposed to um, uh, fighting. Um, and competing in tournaments. Not that I don't compete any longer, I still do, but not nearly as much. I'm more interested in teaching now and I'll probably still compete. But um, since the outbreak of COVID-19, uh, there's been some uncertainty in the BJJ community and I wonder when this all ends, how that will affect uh, the sport and I know that the diehards will obviously go back to training, but I wonder about parents who are thinking about putting their kids in some type of physical activity. I wonder about, you know, the older students who may have some type of health issue. Are they going to want to come back and train? I know I have one student um, who um, decided that he was going to take some time off because he has some health issues and his doctor recommended that he not be around others right now. And I completely understand and I hope he does come back. So there again is some um, uncertainty uh, in how the sport will be affected and more importantly, how these academies, these small business owners are going to be affected. And I know a lot of a lot of businesses are really hurting right now, not just uh, uh, BJJ, but a lot of small business owners are having to lay people off and cut hours and in some cases completely close down. So I feel very blessed uh, to be in the situation that I am, knowing that I have a job, knowing that my academy does not pay my bills, but I can't say the same for other academy owners. So. Uh, it's going to be an interesting um, uh, six to 12 months. Maybe if this thing blows over quickly and we get uh, the virus under control, we flatten out that uh, curve a bit, maybe it won't hit us as hard, but it's hard to say at this point. The only thing I can say, it's been rough <laughs> not training. This is the sixth day of not um, uh, being able to train with uh, my students and even though I've been to the gym even though I've done some workouts it's just not the same so uh, to all my uh, BJJ uh, community members out there um, I feel your pain 
So with that being said, um, for those of you who may not know much about Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, I'll just talk a little bit about the martial arts uh, aspect of it. Uh, it's very different than other martial arts in that uh, it's very hands-on. Um, when I was a, a little younger, I did do karate, and karate involves, you know, some hands-on um, teaching, but a lot of it is, you know, doing katas and um, doing um, a lot of different technique, but not really putting that technique into practice. When we do um, technique in BJJ, uh, we're actually doing those techniques on another student, typically. And then at some point in time during the class, we spar with each other. And the wonderful thing about uh, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu is that when we spar, uh, we're not punching each other in the face, we're not kicking each other, so we're able to go pretty hard. And so sparring, sparring sessions are uh, pretty intense, at least they can be. In some cases they're not, but um, you know there's some schools, some academies that uh, train very, very hard every single day. So it's very hands-on and we're breathing on each other, we're sweating on each other, uh, we're up and close and personal <laughs> with each other. And so for, for some people when they see it, um, uh, they're like, oh, maybe that's not something I want to do. And then other people see it and they're like, oh, that looks like fun. Um, in my view, it's, uh, it's a lot of fun. <laughs> Obviously I've been doing it for a lot of years. I'm older and I still train. Um, um, I grew up as a wrestler and, um, was never a great wrestler, but I always loved wrestling. And I mean, very few people wrestle into their thirties, into their forties. But the cool thing about BJJ is that you can continue to train all the way into your fifties, sixties, and seventies if you want. Um, Paleo Gracie, he was giving lessons, I think, all the way until his late 70s, and he was still training even in his 80s, so <clears throat> you can train for a lot of years. Um, the community is great. That's one thing I do love about um, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu is the people who train are amazing individuals. Some of the best people I know are my students. And the wonderful thing about joining a, an academy is you get to meet people from so many different backgrounds. I have students who are lawyers and uh, police officers, college students, um, you know, working class people, professionals, you name it. And it's, uh, it's a pretty great way to get to know people. You have to find the right academy. I mean, not all academies are the same. Um, if you are interested in training after uh, things become a little more normalized, I would suggest uh, shopping around for an academy that fits your personality. Uh, there's no reason um, to, you know, go and walk into one academy and just sign up. You should see if they can offer you a free class or maybe even a, a week um, of training. Uh, for free. I know at my gym, I always let students come in and try it out at least for a week. The last thing I want to do is have a student come in, sign up, and then not like our our spot. So I want people uh, who really, really want to train with us. Um, 
and it's best to find a place that you know suits your personality and every gym is a little different you know if you like a a gym that um, is um, you know really really high level has uh, some of the the best BGJ practitioners in the world and you know I have to travel obviously uh, to a big city but you know I live in Fresno and Fresno has some uh, outstanding academies uh, one of the best academies is located in Visalia which is about a, a 35 40 minute drive from Fresno and it's one of the best academies in California that's uh, uh, team elite or elite team um, they're also under clever uh, Luciano as well that Academy is run by Tom Knox and Tom Knox has built an empire there so you don't have to necessarily train in a big city but if you go to LA uh, San Diego those uh, are um, some of the best places to train with the best but you know some people are, are just looking to train just to get a good workout just to have fun meet people uh, stay in shape you know work on your health and your well-being and that's the kind of gym I have a lot of my students compete, a lot of my students are, um, you know, really tough and I would put them against anybody at any academy and feel good about it. Um, but at the same time, you know, we have a lot of people who they just enjoy training Brazilian Jiu Jitsu and they're not interested in competing. They just love to train. Um, for parents who are interested in putting their kids in Brazilian Jiu Jitsu, I would I think it's a outstanding, outstanding uh, martial art or sport to put put your kid in. And same advice to parents: shop around, uh, check out you know multiple academies first. And um, if your kid um, likes it, um, you know who knows they they might end up uh, uh, being. Uh, a lifer and end up training for as long as they can train. Um, even if your kid doesn't like it, uh, I always tell parents, say, if your kid doesn't like it, it doesn't really matter. You're the parent and you can decide what you think is best for them. So, and I think uh, BJJ is an outstanding um, uh, outlet for children. Our kids don't get enough um, physical activity then BJJ certainly gives you that. So, um, females, we have a, a growing number of women who train Brazilian Jiu Jitsu. When I first started training, I think I trained with maybe one, one female. I mean, I started training back in 2003. So, yeah, there was like one female and she was the the girlfriend of the academy owner. Um, but today, now you go to these academies and, you know, the ratio of males to females, it's it's not 50-50, but it's, it's moving in that direction. And some of these women, I mean, they are just unbelievable uh, BJJ fighters and to be honest, I would rather watch the women fight than the men. I think the women are far more exciting to watch. Um, a lot of these women do not hold back at all. Not to say that the men hold back, by all means. That's not the case. But uh, the women are very, very exciting. 
uh, to watch. Uh, my favorite uh, BJJ uh, fighter probably today, I would say. I have quite a few. I mean, I, I, I love uh, Keenan's game. Um, I think his uh, his lapel game is just incredible, highly underrated. Um, he has an incredible guard, but his guard passing is equally incredible. He's really, really good. Um, his um, partner in crime, uh, Josh Hinger. I like his Nogi game. He's pretty good as well. Um, I'm trying to think. Um, love me some Leandro Lowe. Love his guard passing. Um, who else do I enjoy watching? Oh, I'm trying to think of his name. Uh, Brazilian. Two-time world champion. Uh, has a collar and sleeve game and does a, a deep De La Hiva, uh, from guard. Oh, I can't think of his name right now. Anyway, he lost to uh, Keenan in the open weight class, uh, the 2019 Worlds. Um, his name is gonna come to me, but he's a lot of fun to watch because he's a submission hunter. He just goes after it. Uh, I enjoy watching Cyborg. Um, I'd rather, oh, I guess I like the Gi game. But I like watching no gi as well. The gi is just a lot of fun. Just there's a lot of technique that uh, go, comes with the gi. Um, not that I don't like no gi. I think no gi is is exciting as well. Um, but I prefer watching uh, gi fighters. Um, let's see. Obviously, some of the older greats, uh, Hodger Gracie. Um, unbelievable BJJ fighter. Um, mm, trying to think here. Um, some of the older fighters. I mean, definitely Hodger Gracie is one of my favorites. I mean, he just submitted everybody and he just had such a, a straightforward... I would hate to say basic game, but very fundamental, very technical, uh, jujitsu, nothing too fancy. And he just would, you know, take you down or pull guard, sweep you, mount you, cross choke you. And there just didn't seem to be much anybody could do about it. Um, so yeah, definitely Hodger Gracie is one of the greats. Uh, Marcelo Garcia. Oh, that's another one. He, um, Absolutely incredible, probably pound for pound, one of the, the greatest small fighters. Uh, Lucas Leitch, his half guard game is you know pretty cool. Um, yeah, so there's um, a bunch of fighters out there that are coming up today. I'm trying to think of some of the up and comers that I really really like. I would have to say. Uh, Mikey Musumeci, I think that's how you say his name. Um, trains up there in the Bay Area. Man, just an outstanding little man. Um, 
I think he, when it's all said and done, he's probably going to have, I don't know, maybe <laughs> 10 world championships. I think he's going to go on a run, um, but he's just outstanding. Some of these little guys, they just fly around. I just can't believe the, the type of jiu-jitsu that they play. It's just unbelievable. Um, so let's see something else about BJJ that I can talk about before I get out of here. I think it's a great character builder. I mean, it's tough, man. Brazilian jiu-jitsu, it's, it's rough. I mean, I'm getting old and taking time off from BJJ is not a good thing. When I go back, I'm going to suffer. So the best thing to do is when you start training is not stop because, you know, when you, when you stop and come back, uh, there's a lot of pain involved. Um, and you know, it's what I love about it. Uh, it's one thing about the mats, the mats do not lie. Um, you have to train for a lot of years to get good at jujitsu. You know, I'm a black belt by all means. Um, you know, I'm not, uh, um, you know, a top level, top, uh, shelf black belt. Um, you know, I put in a lot of time, a lot of effort. And, uh, you know, when I started jujitsu, I was already, um, a little older. I, if there's one thing I, I regret is not starting BJJ earlier. Um, I wish I would have. And I think that a lot of older people, when they start, that's the one regret they have not starting it earlier. I, when I first saw Hoist Gracie, I wanted to train, but shoot, um, the only training facility was in LA and that was four hours away from where I lived. And, you know, I was working in, in college and there weren't really any academies. The first time I saw an academy, I signed up and walked in and I took one class. I'm like, yeah, this is what I want to do. So, um, but here in the Valley, we have some outstanding, um, black belts we have uh again tom knox's elite team i mean <laughs> yes yeah, some yeah, some youngsters over there just some killers um the cisneros brothers they're just absolutely incredible and they're probably going to be black belt world champions at some point in time and uh then we have uh fowler i can't think of his first name uh but he won um, the ADCC no-gi trials. I think he won his first match in the tournament and he ended up losing to Craig Jones, if I'm not mistaken. Um, I can't think of uh, his first name. Anyway, he's, he's pretty damn good. Um, he's a killer as well. Another submission hunter. Somebody really likes uh, getting the submission. So... Before I sign out here or sign off, uh, I just want to say to to everybody, uh, I'm gonna try to keep these podcasts coming as much as I can. And I'm an amateur at this. Who knows if this audio sounds remotely okay? Probably doesn't. But at some point in time, if I do this more, I'll see about uh, investing in a good mic, and then. Um, I'll put some time into this and we'll have some guests and I'll get some people on this podcast with me and um, we'll have some fun. So um, again, you guys stay safe. For those of you who are sheltering in place, 
please, please do not uh, uh, go out unless you need um, the necessities and, um, you know, do your best to follow the guidelines. It's very, very important right now that we do so. That way we get this thing under control. And the quicker we do this, the quicker we get it under control, the quicker we can get back on the mats. That's the way I see it. Uh, the quicker people can start making money again, getting back to their jobs. Um, and hopefully the stimulus package will come in and it'll help small business owners, the American workers and, and people who are really suffering right now. So let's stay strong. Let's count our blessings. Let's stay positive. And uh, I'll be talking to you all soon. All right, I'm signing off.